Hi, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Bracia. And we're sisters, friends, daughters, wives, and business owners. And we're just following our dreams, you know, working to be a better version of ourselves every day. All right. And we're also moms. Welcome to the Supermama Sisterhood. Hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome. I love how we're just like not in sync anymore. Like, I love how you just. Wait. It's three, two, one. Hello. <laughs> three, two, one. We did say hello at the same time. This time around. Maybe you're in a delay. Anyway. Anyway, hi, everyone. Of course, we start bickering before we say introduce yourself. <laughs> Should we introduce ourselves? I feel like we haven't introduced ourselves in a long time. Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Paulina. I am one of the co-hosts of your favorite podcast, the Super Mama Podcast. I am a mom of three. How old are your Beautiful, kids now, Paulina? amazing girls. Krista is 11 going on 20. Um, Sabina is eight going in 15. And Sixta is five going on two. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, baby. I do always see her like a two-year-old, though. I know, me too. She uh, actually acts like Sagustina. <laughs> For real. But, so I am a mom. And I have I run a few businesses with my sister, Bricia, and my brother, Fernando. Um, we have the Gelaguetza restaurant here in LA. Come visit us, please. Come have some mole. And yeah, we've been doing this for a long time. And I am always happy to host this show with my beautiful, multi-talented, the best sister in the whole entire world, la más bonita, la más chingona, la más de todo, my sister, Prisia, everyone. <laughs> Cue in the claps, please. Clap, 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 bow down, bow down, bow down, Prisia. Uh, hi, everyone, I really, no, you, you know, like, I really understand because, Prisia, you are the middle child, and I know I that I always have to give it an extra to Sabina. I am the proper so. middle child. Don't take that away from so me. Tell us about tell us Don't about yourself. One thing I have for me. Don't take away the one thing I have. I'm I'm doing well. I also I have two. I also have children. That's why that's why the show is called Super Mamas. I have an eight year old. Uh, no, no, no. She he's still seven. He's still seven. He's still, he's seven, still seven. Two months away from being eight, and I have a two and a half. And they're amazing, and they're incredible, and they're just all around yumminess, and I love them so much. I don't know what else. How are you, Paulina? How is your? Yes. I cook. Oh my God, I was in Disneyland this past weekend. I went to California Adventure. Shout out to a super mama that I met. Her name was Leslie. And I met a Leah and a Leslie. And she said, no, and then check it out. Some girl came up to me and was like, excuse me, are you the girl that cooks? And I'm like, well, I am a girl. And I did make some bomb ass fish tacos last night. So I guess <laughs> I am. I am the girl that cooks. <laughs> I've been cooking more too. I've been really cooking a lot more. We like I did not eat out the whole week last week. We cooked every single day of the week, you know, proper meals with the children. And I'm actually like really enjoying it. You know, like I I I had That's a lot really of great. I have a lot of yeah, cooking is really good, really fun. I've been doing a lot of cleaning and organizing in my house. Ooh, You're gonna love. be really proud of me. You know I love that the drawers. Yes. Oof. Nothing makes me happier I, than organized stuff. Yeah, you know what? We we go into this in a little bit on the show, but I, I realize that now that the kids are getting older, you know, my house should be proper a proper home. I my house has been 
uh, crayon on the crayon on the table for so long and so much uh, that now I'm I'm now they are able to 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 keep things together. You know, Krista's room is now Luna Señorita, and she has a place for everything. Mm. She likes it. Sabina and Sixta have a a space, and I feel good. I don't. I think like a lot of the time I I would always complain on the show about how every weekend I would just spend it cleaning and, you know, cleaning and cleaning and cleaning. Uh, but I think now with the organization, it's less, it's less time cleaning. It's more about putting things back into the, their place. I'm really, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel more at peace when I get home and I'm going one drawer at a time. I have, I started this process, I think last May when we did the little remodel of the home, it is January mm-hmm. of the year after. And I'm making a lot of progress. Every, every drawer, awesome. everything, every, you know, very slowly, very slowly. But I think finally the house is coming together into, and then it gives me more time to cook, you know, now, because I know where everything is and where everything goes and what do I have on the pantry? And I'm not buying new things until everything's like used. So I, I think, after all proper, this time you're like a proper, a proper adult grown up. i'm a proper grown-up you know you know like you know i do i work out i do all the things i'm an adult my little sister is growing up Oh wait, no, you are older than me. I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. I'm the I'm your younger sister. I keep forgetting that. I know. That's amazing. Well, that's great, Paulina. I love that. Yeah. I've also been considering fillers. No, you can't get fillers. <laughs> I used to be all about fillers. Remember? I used to like love all that stuff. Can't you should not do fillers. I my What's the new facialist, thing? My facialist told me no more fillers for you. So I haven't gotten fillers in like a year. So I'm done with that. It's not really good for your face. It's not really good for your body. It's not really good for your bloodstream. Botox, I'm all about that. Shoot me oh, up. But maybe. fillers, no. Maybe. maybe. I mean, after... Botox. You're fine. I mean, after... Uh, maybe I need to first read the book on the needles and then I'll do the Botox. Oh my God, yeah. I'm scared. I'm I don't think you're... Uh, yeah, I don't, you would not be... Able, number one, you would not be able to handle fillers. You just couldn't. Like, <laughs> your, your fear of of needles is not suitable for fillers because fillers they do hurt and it's a lot and it's like your face is like your face it gets all puffed up and then like you're bleeding completely like your whole face bleeds so yeah no 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 you're not you're not a suitable candidate for that never mind but anyway you shouldn't do it anyway it's not good for you it's not good for you never mind scratch that just take care just just keep doing just go facials and you know red light and that's it it is what it is, Mija. We're just getting older. Embrace it. Okay? Graciously aging. Graciously. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm still young. Loki, though, sometimes I see Gwen Stefani. We've been watching The Voice. Sometimes I see her face and I'm like, you know, I wouldn't mind being all estirada. I really would not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If that's my, if that's my, is that, if that's the foreseeable future, I'm okay with it. You know who I saw the She's other day? She's also 53 and, like, and I'm like 38. There's a no, long wait, way to get wait, there. wait, wait. Jane Fonda. Have you seen Jane Fonda? No. I don't want to. I don't want to waste this. I'm. I'm. I'm still fine. I will think. No. About no. No. I'm still fine. But I'm I just like saying, like maybe at some point. Maybe at some point. Anyway. 
yeah so you know that's what's ha been happening like a lot of uh, there's a lot of organization happening on my free time at home speaking of organization we should we should bring in the women we should invite the women who helped me organize my house last year she's a wonderful latina she has this company called neatly embellished and she helped me organize my laundry room my storage closet and my closet and it was like life-changing and i mean it's been like a few months my shit's still organized. So I'm very, very impressed and very, very happy with them. And we should have should our own. Totally. We should totally. I mean, these are all like things, you know, to get us going this year. We also have an amazing guest today, which will give you, honestly, I feel like it'll energize you. I feel like her interview was like really energizing, you know? Like, I loved it. I loved it. One of my very favorites. Very energizing. Actually. Very like, oh, yes. Like if I needed that little push, she gave it to me. Mm -hmm. So. We do have an amazing guest this week. We have Alicia Fernandez Miranda, who is an author of a coming of middle age story, my what if year, four internships, three countries, two kids, and one life-changing misadventure. Dude, you guys are going to love this. She like quit her job and just took a year for herself and did a bunch of internships and changed her life. And I was just in awe of not just the actual journey. I think I was more in awe of her convincing skills yes. to do this. Like she got her husband on board to do this. So if anything, she should just be a negotiator. <laughs> For real. Like how did that you is, convince, your, convince husband your husband to I take know. care of your family That's for a, a whole really year? That's a really what? good husband. That's a yeah. really good husband. That's a really good husband. Well, Alicia is a Cuban-American born and raised in Miami who has spent her adult life in New York and London. She's currently based in Scotland. Oh my God, I want to go there so bad. In addition to being an intern, Alicia is the ex-CEO and current chair at IG Advisors, an award-winning social impact intelligence agency that consults to the world's biggest nonprofit companies and foundations on their philanthropy and social impact. She counts among her clients the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Four Foundation, and UN Women. She speaks and writes regularly on women's empowerment, social impact, and sustainability. Amazing. Um, well, it's an incredible interview. Twins. Yes. She's a writer. It was a really amazing interview, and I know you guys are going to love it. So without further ado, here is Alicia Miranda. And stay tuned for after, for, or Pick or tip of the week. Welcome to the show, Alicia. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I can't even tell you. <laughs> oh my God. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming and sharing your incredible story. I know you have a book coming up, but before we get into the good stuff, please, Alicia, introduce yourself to the Super Mamas. Tell us who you are, who you live with, what you do. Tell us everything, all things Alicia, please. Well, I was born in Baptist Hospital in 1982. No, we're not going to go that far back. <laughs> we can go that far. Um, it's fine. What kind of labor was it? How much, you know, like what, how, how, how was your childhood? How was your childhood? What's your relationship yeah. like with your mom? Yeah. <laughs> how long okay, so did you came, this podcast? Like, so you came out the wound and then what happened? Came out the <laughs> womb and it was very loud and sunny. No, actually, I came out at a normal time, but because I was born seven months after my parents' wedding, for my whole life, they told me that I was two months premature. Oh, until same. I yeah did they, did that really happen to you? Did you believe same. it? No, no. It, I always make fun of my parents because they got 
their official marriage was in May and I was born in October. And mm-hmm. I was like, that doesn't add up. And my mom always like has the so perfect mad. explanation. Or, like she gets so pissed when we say that. No, but I'm she like, did have any her civil wedding first. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. They can say that. I don't know. That was like 40 years ago. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I don't have I feel like you're I'm a lot more gullible than you because I believed it for a long time until I actually met a premature, like two month premature baby. And she was like, Oh yeah, I was in the hospital for months. I was hooked up to all these machines. I was like, that's so weird. I was like a normal weight and I went home right away. So, <laughs> so now I've started this by throwing my parents under the bus completely. <laughs> oh, that's how that's how Welcome we go to here. <laughs> so okay, yes. Yeah, so my name is Alicia Fernandez Miranda. I grew up in Miami. My dad is Cuban from Olguin in the East. My mom is a nice Jewish girl from North Miami Beach. And I currently live in Scotland. I mean, nice with a seven-month premature child? Well, TBD. nice with air quotes, exactly. <laughs> How nice was she, really? Do not send her this podcast. No. She's going to be like, <laughs> I'm, defi- I'm definitely not sending her this one. They still, now that I'm, I'm almost 41, and they still, so like, try to keep up the, you know, oh. the <laughs> So um, you're in Scotland. Yeah. So oh it's uh I'm I'm finishing up my day here while you guys are just starting yours. Okay, you're living the future, girl. You're living in the future. Yeah, I actually one of my dreams is to go to Scotland. Like I I don't know. I the greenery, the castles, the mountains, the things, like that's all me. That's all like all I I would love to visit. I cannot wait to some. Well now you have someone something. to visit when you come over. For so sure. <laughs> you have such an interest you have such an interesting story yes yes i was reading about you and i was just like in awe of you but also of the capability of what people can do with sure will you know of, mm. and just the decision of saying yes i'm gonna do it because it all really starts yeah. with a decision bravery made, so bravery yes. thank you <laughs> Right. Thank you so much. That really means a lot. I think that is a word that I have heard, like talking about this book and this story. But I will say that I don't think I ever I would never describe myself as a brave person, maybe like a sometimes delusional person like, oh, this is all going to work out just fine. I'm sure even when it might not. But also, um, I'm definitely someone who just takes like the next small step. And then sometimes that ends up in me being like two miles away from where I started. But Mm -hmm. I don't really think about it like that. But thank you for saying that. That's very kind. Tell us about your amazing story, please. So my kind of journey, I guess, with what um, the book, my what if year started when it was 2019. I was living in London, happily married for many years uh, to sometimes rambunctious, often very Nice children. I'll be nice to them since I've already been mean to my parents already. This yeah, podcast. you can be nice, nice to your kids. About my kids. <laughs> we'll save um, the dirty stuff of the kids later. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I have twins. They were eight years old at the time in 2019. And I was CEO of a consulting firm that my husband and I had built from the ground up, all focused on kind of social good and philanthropy. So helping rich people give their money away and helping companies be less bad is typically the way that I describe it. Um, and helping good causes fundraise and kind of do better work. And so I was like doing all the things. I was living the life I was supposed to be living. I was like achieving the goals that I had written in my diary when I was little. And I I felt like I had made everybody happy and I was successful. And for some reason, I was like pretty miserable a lot of that year. I was depressed. I was crying a lot. I felt I just I felt like I was looking for something else. I didn't know what. 
I felt extremely guilty that I wasn't just sitting there being grateful for everything I've been given because that has been drummed into me most of my life. And I had this idea that I kind of drunkenly mentioned to a couple friends over drinks. And I said, you know, what if I went and like, just, I would do anything to be in the musical theater business or any other business that I've always dreamed of doing, but particularly musical theater. I've always loved Broadway. And I do, like, I could just, I could get people coffee. I could clean up after them. I would do anything just to like experience behind the scenes life in that field, like maybe like an intern. And we sort of had this like long conversation. We talked about all the fun things we would do if we were going to go now at like almost 40 and be an intern somewhere. This is out of that like Robert De Niro movie, by the way. Well, yeah. I mean, exactly. Like slightly yes. younger, slightly younger. Well, yeah, slightly but, younger, but but only by a little premise. Much, a little bit. much younger, much. much younger, much younger. But you know what I mean? Like the same idea. Exactly. I mean, this idea that like, could you go back and start at the beginning or could you explore the paths less traveled. The more I thought about it, the more that question of like, what if came into my head? Like, what if I hadn't done this job straight out of college and I had gone into the art industry, which was another thing that I really wanted to do? What if I hadn't left London to follow my now husband to New York when we were 22 years old and I had stayed here? What, you know, all of these questions kind of kept coming back. And so I put together this plan because I'm a type A person, I'm a planning type person. And I said, I'm going to go and I'm going to take some little mini breaks from my career and go try out internships at all the jobs I wanted to do when I was a kid and never got a chance to do. And so I started putting this plan together. I lined up a couple of opportunities and I left for my first one on February 29th, 2020. So if you you do the math in terms of the calendar, you can remember what happened shortly after that. But in spite of the pandemic, I managed to do four internships and had the most extraordinary year and ended up writing a book about it. Where did you do your internships? So my first internship was in New York. I left my husband and kids behind. The plan was for me to go for a month. I was going to be alone for two weeks and then they were going to come with me. And it was shadowing two musicals that were about to open. So one was on Broadway opening at Lincoln Center called Flying Over Sunset. And the other one was just starting rehearsals of Assassins, which was at the Classic Stage Company downtown. And a very good friend of mine's father, who kind of knew a lot of people in musical theater, sort of reached out to his friends and told them about this crazy project I was doing. And they were like, yeah, sure, come along and sit and see what you can do and how you can make yourself useful. And I'm not sure how useful I was, but I had the time of my life being part of these rehearsals and cleaning up after them when they would let me, getting people coffee and doing everything they wanted just because I was so excited to be there right up until the day that they closed all the Broadway theaters and then all the theaters closed down for the first part of COVID. So that was number one. Then I came back to the UK, to Scotland, and was just inside doing the homeschooling, doing all the things. And I ended up begging a friend of mine who had a fitness business and she was just starting to do like Instagram live classes and she was going to move to a virtual studio. And so I asked her if I could be her intern for a month and help her with social media and try out all these different classes that other people were offering and uh, help her figure out the technology and the business side of things. So it was a virtual fitness intern. My third internship was for a contemporary art dealer. So a small company, uh, really just one guy at the time, it's grown a little bit now, but they sell painting and sculpture, modern and contemporary art, very 
incredible pieces of work, like very high end of the market. So Picassos and Hockneys and Frida Kahlo's and things oh, like that. Oh, yeah. I have a couple of those. You heard of those guys? I know, exactly. I got a few of those <laughs> later at my house. Like, right here, this one behind me. Picasso. This is the Picasso. I have a bunch of beautiful pieces from a guy named Tony Mendoza from Miami who does these really great paintings that are kind of all the puns of like Cuban food. So there's like an arroz con mango, but it's like a mango and a little thing of arroz. That's my art. But anyway, I was working with this guy and we were selling all these, uh, all these other things. And my final internship was at a small hotel and restaurant in the Isle of Skye, a very rural part of Northwest Scotland. And there they put me on rotation. I was in the kitchen. I was serving in the restaurant. I was checking people in. I was working in the office. Was it was like White Lotus? It was it like no. a White Lotus experience? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was, do you know what? I did have a couple guests who would fit that season one White Lotus criteria come across my path, I will say. But no, this is like a small family run kind of, you know, it's like a lodge. It used to be a hunting lodge. You know, there's only like 20 rooms and more of like the like the Lindsay Lohan, place. like the Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie. I don't know what that movie Exa- is. Yes. Like that, more like that vibe. Not so <laughs> different. It. Exactly. With like the daughter and the mom are there. Yeah. And then, you know, so oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I watched that movie. I watched that movie too. <laughs> Definitely more like that than White Lotus. You know, like you would imagine like Scottish hospitality, roaring fires <sighs> and that kind of place only slightly ruined by my terribleness at like everything to do with. Anything waitress. You were the Lindsay Lohan in that. Things. I was the Lindsay Lohan. Okay, got which, it. <laughs> which, there's that scene in the movie where she tries to make the bed with the fitted sheet and she's yeah. like getting wrapped up in it. Yeah. And I was like, girl, I have been there with you. <laughs> I also love like talking to moms because you guys understand these references because my girlfriends are that kids. I haven't seen that movie, nor are they interested in watching a holiday Lindsay Lohan movie with the kids. I mean, it. Is it embarrassing to tell you that I watched that movie by myself without my kids? Oh. Like, <laughs> no, because you're a mom and you get that. I was like, mama needs a glass of wine and a Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie. Yes, That's pretty much what not? happened. You know, not, I watched it with my two-year-old just the same. <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> like she was paying attention. Oh my God. I I think like a lot of us, I mean, I particularly I'm gonna say me, I've had all these fantasies, right? Like what if, what if for this? I know Brisa dreamed of being a Pepsi CEO. You, you know, know that dream time. is still alive and I'm still gonna achieve <laughs> yes. it one day. Yes, yes, yes. Dreaming, she wants present to be, tense. I love it. She's like, you know, like the like an executive. <laughs> yeah. <Pepsi. laughs> But that that is, you know, that like the what ifs, like what if, you know, because a lot of people ask me like, you know, what if you were in this, what would you be? And I was like, you know, I never really consider anything else because I grew up in this and, you know, in the restaurant, well, mm. actually in the business with my father, when he was a mezcal maker, we used to make mezcal with my dad. And then, you know, he started the restaurant. So we started the restaurant. So we kept continued on the restaurant. So this entrepreneurship around, you know, my father's ventures, I think. Like, I never really consider anything else. I never, even if I sit back, I'm thinking maybe I would be a, a CSI or something like that because I love to drive. Oh my you know? God. You, would, you can still do that by that. See, now you can find an internship at a CSI. You For could. real. You know? Yes. So, you know, I love all of that stuff. Or at the morgue. Or at the morgue. <laughs> no, not the morgue. Not that part. Not that part. Not the morgue. More of like, tell me the evidence and I'll tell you who the killer is. I know it. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But, you 
you know, I think a lot of us more after we become moms after, because I had a conversation uh, with a, a team member of my, of the business here last week. And we were talking about her fears and all of these things. And, and she was like, but I'm already 24. And I was like, girl, please. <laughs> I was, I know. I was like, this is the time where you can do anything you want. You know, yes. you can, you can experiment. You can do. I'm like, you have no strings attached. You have no kids. You're not married. You're not doing all these things. I'm like, for someone like me that has children that already has like a mortgage that has a car payment, like that's mm-hmm. all these things. It's not as easy to just say, let me go do something else because there is you know, there is, there are a lot of fears. There's a lot of things, but so when I read your story, I was like, damn, she went for it. You went for it. You did it. I think, I mean, I don't know if you were the same, you were telling me that in 2019, you were depressed and you were crying. I have not seen you stop smiling since the moment we got on the call. Things are good now. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, so I'm thinking, that really, I'm sure that gave you perspective. That gave you, you know, a lot of things to be grateful for. Now you don't have difficulties doing that because you experienced it. So I think, I know you say you don't think you're brave. You are so brave because I know that a lot of us would love to do that, but we just don't have the guts to just go for it, you know? But maybe after, after like reading your story, maybe I will knock on LAPD's office and be like, hey, do you need any interns? I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> Look, I mean, you know, I had, I had the idea and I didn't do anything about it for nine months. I just, I sat on it. And for all of those reasons, I thought about all of the practical barriers mm-hmm. to doing it, yeah. mortgage, kids, how could I, how could I leave? Like this idea was absolute nonsense, especially because, you know, the, the one thing I knew I really wanted to do was in New York and my family was in London. And so how would that even be possible? Like I was sitting there thinking like, there's no way my husband can manage to pack the backpacks with like the right stuff every day. Like, it's just not going to happen without me. The whole thing would fall apart. And of course there was worrying about the business and making sure the business was going to be able to keep going. And that I wasn't putting my family in jeopardy and everything that we had worked for. But then the stickier stuff was like this, just telling myself, like, I couldn't, I couldn't do this. I, you know, this is a ridiculous idea and I shouldn't be doing this. I should just be content to stay here. I need to like get over whatever's bothering me and just suck it up and move forward with this life that I have because I have plenty to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. And at different times it felt self-indulgent. It felt, you know, there was so much of this, but I was so... I did not feel like myself. Like you're, I'm a, I'm generally a pretty happy person. Like I enjoy smiling. I enjoy finding joy and creating joy in like the different elements of my life. And I had lost so much of that at that point. And it was, it got to the point where I was like, if the risk of not doing this, I feel like is greater than the risks of doing it, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. When I first heard your story and just read your story and now hearing you speak about it, two questions came to mind right away. Number one, how did you sell this to your husband so he could say yes? Number two, <laughs> how old are your kids? Number three, like, did you ever feel, I mean, you did mention self-indulgent, like selfish. And like, how long did that last before you were like, I'm free, peace. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, how did I convince my husband? Slowly with little treats, like, you know, I'm making a fun. I, I know about my treats. Favorite dessert. Don't worry. Mm. Sure. Sure. Desserts. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, he was, I think it was even harder for him because he and I ha- had been in this business together. Like we had set right. up this company together saying, and it's like, running it together. Yeah. And he had, you know, stepped back 
a few years before to start some other businesses. He's very entrepreneurial, my husband. And sounds like, you know, the same same trade in your family. And so, you know, the, the whole idea was that I was going to come in. I was, the business was in my hands. It was a family business and we were doing this together. And so at first I think it was really, really hard for him to hear that I wasn't happy with that plan that we had like laid out for ourselves. And mm-hmm. I think he felt that he had worked so hard and that we had worked hard together to create this situation where we were, you know, we were our own bosses and we were in charge of our own business. And that was not that was, you know, that's not a small thing. Like that was something that we put so much effort into and that somehow I wasn't happy with that or I wanted to try something different. Like that was not part of the plan. And I think getting over that emotional piece was the hardest part for him. The The practical bit, to his credit, he was really good about it. My husband has this wonderful characteristic where he like forgets most bad things that have happened and he just like looks at everything with really rose-colored glasses. So I feel like that's most men. Alicia. Maybe. I mean, it's not so bad. I feel like actually. it's like us who don't who don't let go of things. So they're just like, sure, that happened. Oh, that's right. It's, in some cases, it's good. But he's always like, oh, it's going to be fun. I'm, every time, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. If You know, I had traveled for work before. If I stay with the kids, it's great. We have a great time. No stress. You go. And then like two days into the trip, he's always like, oh, my God, our kids are so difficult. <laughs> I like it because it means he appreciates me more when I get back than he knows. He sees what I do, at least for a little while. So, but no, he's so supportive. He, once he came around to the fact that I really wanted to do this, you know, he's just been like my number one cheerleader from day one. And I think he was really happy to take on some of the parenting and the domestic responsibilities, which frankly had been mostly mine for the first several years of our children's life. And I think mm-hmm. he felt like it was kind of my turn to go and do that. And so he was he was very, very good. If he listens to this, I've not thrown him under the bus. I've been very nice about Carlos. He's, you know, the best. My kids were eight at the time. So they're twins. They are now 11. So they had started school. They were like involved in some activities. They sort of had become more independent people, which is partly, mm-hmm. I think, the only... I, I, there's no way I would have even been able to think about this like three years before when they were five or even when they right. were six. They were old enough that they didn't need me as much anymore physically. Mm-hmm. And them being at school all day and then going to whatever they were doing at night, soccer, or, you know, singing or whatever the thing was, made me, all of a sudden I had like time, I think, to think about what it was that I wanted and it had been a really long time since that had happened. There, I had a long journey to having my twins. So just felt like I had just been thinking about like reproduction for several years. And then mm-hmm. I had my twins. And then I was raising my twins and trying to be a working mom and trying to do all of that and being so busy, which you guys, you know, you know. So all of a sudden I like sort of had this space and then it got filled immediately with like, what are we doing? Are we happy? Should we do what should we do next? Like what what are all these things? And so that was scary, but ultimately very good, I think. And then your third question, did I feel guilty? I felt guilty a lot. I really did. Like, I try not to feel guilty. I think it is not a very useful emotion. I try to encourage Mm -hmm. my friends to do more stuff for themselves. I see especially so many mothers, but, you know, also just my friends that are women, you know, they're so, we kind of get into this habit of like not putting ourselves first or even in like the top few. And I do really try to encourage my friends to do that. Cause I can see it so much easier from the outside, but it's harder to do it when it's yourself. I would say in like every day I would have these like real high highs and low lows. Like 
You know, when I was in New York, I would wake up in the morning, I would have coffee, I would go to these rehearsals with these incredible actors singing. I was like literally living my childhood dream to be behind the scenes of a musical. And then I would go out for a break and my, you know, daughter would call me crying because she had a fight with her friend at school and why wasn't I there? And my, you know, my son is like upset because something happened and you don't get anywhere near as much on FaceTime as you do when you're in person. And also like this pandemic is like coming. My husband is freaking out. I'm in like total denial. I'm just like, no, 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 everything's going to blow over. It's going to be totally fine. I do not need to come home. He's packing a suitcase. He ordered 24 cans of black beans. That's what we brought with us. That was like the only thing we were going to eat for the pandemic. That was his panic buying. He was like, they're full of nutrients. It's going to be perfect. So yeah, I mean, I, and you know, even now, like the book is coming out, I'm doing all this stuff. There are plenty of times where I think it's trying to find a balance of making sure I'm there for the people that need me, but also that I'm there for myself because I'm important too. (laughs) That is, that is so, that is, you are very important because very, very important because you, there is right. There is this, there's like up and down you know, you, you're single, then it's all about your, you know, your relationship, then you have kids and it's all about the kids for a long time. And then, then, the, then you realize the kids don't need you as much. And then you're like, uh, so what next? Right. That's exactly where I'm going. My oldest is 11. My youngest is five. And I'm realizing that they need me less and less and less. And I am going through this change of, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. You know, all of a sudden I have a little bit more time for myself and I'm going through this warning of like, mm. they don't need me. Like, they don't need me? Like, are you sure you don't need me? You know, <laughs> I've been thinking like, are you sure? You know, like I, I was looking at some pictures last night because I'm printing pictures from my house and I was looking at my camera roll and I got so emotional because I was like, I don't have any more babies and I won't have any more babies. Mm. And so... Now it's a whole new stage of me. And so this, when I read your story, I was like, wow, that's, that's, that's brave. And um, it also got me thinking about where do I go? Where do I go from here? Cause I think a lot of my identity for so long has been a mom. I'm a mom, you know, my babies, my kids, my this, and you know, my 11 year old doesn't want to talk to me anymore. She just wants to talk to her friends and my, you know, like, and, I know. And then my five-year-old, she's not a baby anymore. She's a Mm. grown-ass child and she needs me less and less and less and less. And so I thought your story came at a perfect time. You know, I don't know if I'll, that what you did was like remarkable, but I do think that it gives me a little bit more permission, I will say, to think about me a little bit more on like, what are the things that I want to do? Where do I want to invest my time within myself? Then it's not only my children, my children, my children, my children Mm. all the time. So thank you for that. Thank you for that inspiration. That makes me so happy. I'm so glad to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I also would like to, for you to tell like the super mamas that are out there, people that feel stuck, because I think a lot of times we feel stuck in in life. What is your advice for moms that want to that feel stuck and I feel at the same place that you were, that you were and that they don't allow themselves to, to they don't give permission to themselves to explore and, and do more. What do you, what is your advice for them? Do you know, for so like in the lead up to this process and also kind of 
going back and reflecting on it in the process of writing the book, you know, I realized that I had gotten to a point where all the words that I used to describe myself were in relation to other people, right? So I was mom, I was wife, or I was daughter, or I was, you know, working this job or I was CEO. And, and I, I couldn't really think of like how I was going to be describing myself to people when I was just talking about myself. And that really surprised me. Like I didn't, I didn't really realize that that was happening. So I think that I hear you. And I, I feel, I think that is something that so many people feel. Now, I do not believe you have to go and do a whole bunch of internships to necessarily get at the same end. Although I had a lot of fun, I learned so much and, you know, it has led professionally to all of these new things that I never thought I was going to be able to do. So taking, taking that leap of faith has resulted in some really wonderful opportunities for me, but I, my advice would be if internships is not necessarily going to be your bag, but to really take some time to think about who you are, what you want, and to figure out if, if there are things that you think you can't do or that you're afraid to do, you know, really interrogate why that is the case. I think that so many times we say, you know, I used to say forever, like, I'm just, I'm a left brain person. I don't do right brain stuff. Like I can't, even like painting with my kids. I was like, I can't do crafts. I'm a left brain person. Like that's not something I could do. And when I really sat down to think about why it was that I thought that, why had I given up all of these like creative things? I used to be into art. I used to love singing. Like, why wasn't I doing those anymore? And I had told myself this story over and over. Well, that's just not the person that I am. And ultimately it came down to being afraid of being bad at doing these things, being afraid of putting myself out there, make, doing something that made me uncomfortable or that there was a high chance of failure. And so Figure out what those things are that are that you're afraid of. Ask yourself those questions. And then just try like one new thing. Like it doesn't have to be a brand new job if you're happy in your job. It doesn't have to be a brand new spouse if you're happy in your relationship. Like, but you know, <laughs> is maybe. there, is, or it could be, it could be, but is there something that you used to love doing that you don't do anymore that you could do again? I started singing again. I joined a choir here. It's like an amateur choir. We rehearse, you know, a few times a year, like few periods a year on Thursday nights. And I love that. And it's not for anyone or anything. It's just the joy of singing and singing with other people. Like I used to do that so much when I was a kid and I had lost that for so many years. I'm so grateful to have it back. So I, I think it's just finding those things and not being afraid to push yourself just a little bit, maybe a little bit more and not thinking that there's things you can't do because you're bad at them or because that's just not you've done this other thing for so long. How could you possibly do anything different? And hearing you, Paulina, say that this is something you're questioning. I mean, that is like the biggest joy of writing this book is hearing from all of these other women and moms who are like, oh, maybe I should try this thing or take this class or learn to do this thing I always wanted to do and I never did or try this job that I'm not sure I'm going to be good at. You know, that's like the dream because I feel so happy when I hear that other people have taken that from my story. Thank you. Thank you I love that. this. Yeah, one of one of the goals that I have this year is to learn three new skills. I'm telling you, everything is just like falls into place. Yes. We always talk about the things. So learning three new skills because I realize how much how much that has helped me in the past years. For such a long time, for many, many, many years, I had nightmares about school or not finishing school mm. or like I would be late at school or I would fail my class in school like I had nightmares for so many years and then at the end of 2020 was it 2020 I think it was at the end of 2021 I believe at the end of 2021 
I went back to school for, you know, for a period of time. Amazing. I have, I no longer have those nightmares. Let me tell you, I no longer have that because I feel like I, I did something about it. So definitely I, I feel like touching into those fears that we have and we carry, I'm definitely going to go and learn to ride a scooter now that you nice. know, I, I need to write, I need to learn how to ride a scooter. I learned how to ride a bike not so long ago also, like four years ago. So I'm going to learn how to ride a scooter for sure this year. But I think like learning new things, even because even thinking about traveling, what if something happens? What if I'm like in the other side of the world and then something happens, a tsunami? I mean, there's, I mean, I was such a <laughs> fatalist. Honestly, I mean, these are real fears, you know, like what if something happens? What if the plane and I never come back and my kids ah, and then my mind would start going into like, oh, snowballing. Mm. And now I'm like, I want to travel. I want to go to Scotland. I want right. to go to you know, Thailand, I want to do all these things. But I think it is because now I am having more time for myself. I'm having more space for myself. I didn't really understand what taking up space was Mm -hmm. until now. And it's really encouraging. So I I really appreciate you sharing your story because I'm sure that a lot of people are going to feel inspired by that. So try new things, you know, it's all about trying new things, I think. That's right. And when you, if you come to Scotland, I'll think of something new to teach you while you're over here. Like we could do stand up paddle boarding. You could learn Gaelic, Scots Gaelic. So there's a lot of options for new skills. I don't even know what that is. Way. Like a commonly spoken dialect in some parts of Scotland. It's, it's, oh, like I don't, I don't know it. I can't teach it to you. I should learn Zapoteco. <laughs> I have fun, too. You need to, Paulina, I think you need to learn how to speak Zapoteco before you get into That's the native exactly. tongue yeah, of Scotland. <laughs> Alicia, where, exactly what I say. where can uh, the moms get your book? I know it's out February 7th. February where, How can 7th. we support you? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about your book real quick. I know we only have a few minutes left in the interview. We want to be precious of your time. Where can we follow you? Where can we purchase your book? How can we support you? So my book is on sale everywhere where books are sold. It's called My What If Year, and it's out on February 7th, and you can pre-order a copy before then, if you're listening to this before then, which is extremely, extremely helpful to pre-order a copy, especially for a brand new author like me. You can follow me on Instagram at at Alicia F. Miranda or on my website at aliciafmiranda.com. And I would love to hear your stories of what you decided to do after reading this book. I want to know how people are going to spend their what if year. So please reach out. I would love so much to hear from you. And I feel so grateful to be part of the Supermama sisterhood now. So I'm feeling pretty good about Alicia. that. Oh, I love this. Thank you so much for being here. We love you. you. This is so encouraging. This was so inspirational. And we can't wait. Paulina, I want to see you doing the CSI thing this year. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the CSI thing, but uh, definitely the scooter thing. The scooter sure. thing. Okay, fine. Let's do it. Let's start, start with the scooter. With that. It's a good start. <laughs> Let's start and then with small can... steps. Let's start with much steps. <laughs> Thank you so steps, much, Alicia. We can't wait Thank to have you, you back. guys. And we're back. There's super on my tip or pick of the week, Paulina. What is your pick? Something that I've been using a lot this week in my house has been Velcro. Velcro has been my best friend. Ooh, Velcro, huh? Yes, because I know that last time I had talked about this little cord to, to put cords organized. Mm-hmm. And but I I bought a pack and it had three of those things and it was like, I don't know, eight dollars. Anyway, you know, my husband is the industrial guy. 
and he had a roll of Velcro <laughs> laying around. Yes. So mm-hmm. I got the roll of Velcro and I've been using it to organize my cables everywhere. This was like $4 and it was like a huge roll of Velcro. And what I've been doing it is just cutting it into pieces. I actually made a video. I'm going to put it on. I'm going to put it on Instagram for you guys to, to, to see. And it has transformed my spaces from cables in my kitchen, all of my appliances, my juicer, my my blender, my waffle maker. Like once I have managed to put all of the little cables together, it's made so much space. Everything looks so much neater. You're gonna be you would be so proud, Bracia, looking at that space. You would be wow. so proud looking at it. Send me a video. Um, Velcro. Send me, a video. send me the video and send me a real Velcro so I can give it to her brother. Oh, but also, you know what, Loki, <laughs> I needed to I have cables everywhere in my desk now. Velcro. Velcro, guys. It's so easy. Just a roll of Velcro. You can find it anywhere. There's no specific brand. It's just a, you know, a roll of Velcro. You said to tight and put your, your, you know, your cables, all your things neatly. It'll change your life. That is my tip this week. What is your tip for Sam? Well, we're all going back to school. I'm sure everyone's got, you know, still in the new year resolution. Everyone's trying to be a better mom. And school lunches, packing them up. My tip and pick, I guess it's going to be a tip and a pick. We've been doing muffins lately that Eddie takes for a snack. I put it on Agustina's lunch as well because now she takes lunch. But also you can do like egg bites that you can freeze and then you can just heat up, have them come to room temp, and then you can put them on your skits lunches as well. So I would say muffins and egg bites are one of the things that you can do ahead of time that can save you a lot of time during the week to put on the kids' lunches. And my pick to go with that tip are silicone muffin pans. So sometimes I know a lot of moms, a lot of little people that reach out to me and it's like, how do you get a lot? A lot of times they just, they, they ask, how is it that you get the muffins out of the tin? Right. Number one, you can butter it really well. That's like the, the, the first, if you don't have the silicone trays, do a lot of butter. That's going to help get it out. But if you're doing something like egg bites is very different because you really, the butter won't help as much. So if you're doing the egg bites, do it in silicone trays. And that is one of the best ways to get egg bites out. Nice and pretty and beautiful. So you can put them in your kids' lunches. They're delicious. And then you can put a bunch of veggies inside, chop them up really thin so they don't get them out of the egg bite. And that's a good way to get protein and vegetables in your kids' lunches. Yes, 100%. 100%. I also, I always use the little papers, but I guess I'm not doing it all wrong. Oh, yeah. The little papers that go in the muffin thing. Oh, you can do that too. That's a great tip. Thank you. We are literally doing, we're doing muffins like now twice a week because we go through them so fast. And you, so and you, like, and you freeze them? You can freeze them if you want. I, I don't have to get to the freezing part because we go through them so fast. What's so the difference I, between a muffin no, and a thinking, cupcake? Uh, the way they look. Oh, it's <laughs> Um, I mean, technically a cupcake has like frosting on top, right? So it's like a whole the thing. The muffin is the muffin. So it's el panquecito. Correct. So cupcake has right. like the whole shebang on top. I see. But they Thank look you, kind of the same. <laughs> but uh, we're, but muffins are, I mean, literally doing muffins like twice a week. So now I need to get just like, I, I just need to get extra trays so I can do double the batch and I can freeze them and I don't have to do them twice a week. This is my son. I realized that he is now giving them away at school. So now I'm like, <laughs> you cannot take three muffins and say they're for you. And then give them to your friends. And if you are, at least charge for them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, you, I, I cannot be doing this. 
And he just wants you to make muffins for everybody once a week. That's great. I, I've made churros. I've made cookies. I've made so many things for this for this class that he just like takes. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's bake sale yeah. just happens once a week. Like that's it. You can't <laughs> not. No, no, no. But he's pretty great. Like I, well, I'm, I'm like working towards him doing this by himself. And I think I'm 30% there. Like, like he's already the like muffins? beginning. Yeah. He's start, he's like already like beginning to memorize the recipe. So like now I'm like, okay, like we're doing it so much that I, like 30% there to where like now you're doing this up by yourself, you're doing that stuff by yourself. And like, he's almost there. Well, now that my kitchen's getting organized, maybe they'll, you know. Right. Maybe I'll make muffins. All right. All right. That's it. That's it for the week. That's it for the show. Thank you you guys. I love you too. I'll see you soon. Your husband, your husband's actually calling me and I need to get going. Bye. All right. (laughs) Bye. Hey sisters, thank you so much for listening. Hope all of you guys are subscribed to our newsletter. If you're not, make sure you hit that subscribe button on superromas.com. We will be sending out invites to upcoming events, promos, and super cool surprises your way. And of course, you can always keep up with us through the gram at underscore supermamas and on Twitter also at underscore supermamas and in the face at supermamas podcast. Oh, one more thing. We want to hear your super mama moment of the week to share with all of you sisters. Call into our hotline 424-329-3707 and leave us a message or simply email us a voice note to hello at supermamas.com. Very soon, we could be featuring you on the show. Please remember to leave your name and Instagram handle for a chance to be featured. Much love and see you next week. Super Mamas!